In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be discussing the great win against Milan. We'll be previewing the upcoming game against Napoli. This week's Moji, Moratti and Frog. And much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter. Only on SempreInter.com Attenzione, Ronaldo salta anche Marchegiani e mette dentro 3-0. Andiamo il principe, entra in aria, e solo, e tiro, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol! Forma Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo! E lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti! La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter! L'Inter vince! E Dillo, campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! I più forti siamo noi! Benvenuti, bentornati to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host, Matavallo Iruzzari, who was almost thinking, is so happy that I was almost going to start singing to you all, but I didn't want to scare you away and have you turn off the pod after only a measly 30-40 seconds, so I refrained. But I'm in that kind of a mood, and I'm suspecting that the only person happier than me right now lives in Dubai and his name is Mohammed Nasser. Welcome to the show Mohammed. How are you doing? I am over the moon guys. Uh, thank you for uh, having this pod uh, so close to the derby. We're super stoked. Uh, amazing, amazing times. So I'm, I'm doubly happy because not only did, uh, did we just uh, win the derby but just almost a week ago my uh, country qualified for the World Cup in first time in 28 years. It was an equally dramatic uh, qualifier uh, at home in Egypt, uh, as the, was the derby, so I, I couldn't be happier. I'm over the moon. Yeah, that was, that was insane. That was pretty cool. I was, I was watching that. that. That was just crazy, that game. Uh, and we're also joined by uh, our good friend, the Mac Daddy from Canada, Mr. Mac DeLuca. <laughs> hey, guys. Great to be back. It's good to have you back. Uh, I know you're not feeling you're feeling a bit under the weather, so thanks for for doing this. But I have a feeling that after what happened on Sunday, wild horses can drag you away. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we didn't start off with seven straight wins like uh, I had said, but uh, pretty darn close. And the draw at Bologna doesn't look too bad now, does it, guys? No, it really doesn't. No, no, no. Uh, like uh, I, like, I got a hand it to you, man. Your premonitions, gutsy, but. Very, very close to true. Very close to true. Very good. Very, very well said. That although you, so you know, like you said uh, in the beginning of the season, when I when I kept saying that stop jinxing it, <laughs> you were like, you're like, no, this is this is different times, and and um, I think I think you might be onto something there. Um, although, as I'm sure we'll get into, I, I have a few reservations, and I'm interested to hear what you guys say. Uh, so let's get into it. Derby della Madonnina. Inter win for the first time in almost two years, uh, or pretty much in, in, in two years. Um, a crazy game, uh, a, a match that was finally reached the heights that this fixture deserves in terms of quality, uh, in terms of excitement and, uh, and goals and, and atmosphere and everything. It was truly world, world class. But um, starting there... Uh, with with Mr. Mauro Icardi, 
What is he doing right now? I mean, how damn good is he, Mo? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, um, yeah, I'm at I'm at a loss for words to, to to describe the the quality that this guy possesses, and it's it's not it's not just um, it's it's not just uh, it's the character, you know. Uh, if you've uh, if you've listened to uh, Spalletti's uh, press conference the day before. Uh, he spoke about uh, Icardi being very broad-shouldered, like uh, Ibrahimovic, in the sense that he is not—he's willing to bear responsibility. He—he looks—he looks to be burdened by uh, by the, the the ails of the team, and he looks to really, you know, pull everyone away, pull, pull everyone up. And this guy is going in on, you know, into the into the game. Uh, in an alleged slump of form, he hasn't scored an open play since I can't remember four weeks was it? I think it was. Uh, hasn't scored at all in the last two games, and every, there's murmurs of like Icardi. Icardi is the Spalletti system working for him? Is he being asked to to, to leave the area often enough? He goes in, rock out, rocks out with his cock out, doesn't <laughs> give a shit, you know. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like the, the, the guy, the guy looked like he he like like he didn't have a care in the world. He just went in, and, and I mean, we can talk about the goals themselves and the quality of the goal, and, and just the magical nature of 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 of, of his uh, ability inside the inside the box. But phew, like four what a, what a, what yeah. four finishes. Sorry, no, no, sorry, four finishes, three goals. And it's not, I mean, we, we're used to his insane conversion rate. There's no doubt about that. But what, what really struck me about him is, is precisely what you say. It seems physically impossible to, to, to get inside his head. Like he seems so ridiculously mentally strong. It doesn't matter. 80,000 doesn't matter. 20,000 booing him, 80,000 cheering him, 90,000 cursing him. He doesn't give a shit. It doesn't bother no, no. him. The more pressure it is, the more talk there is, the happier he is, he seems to be. And, and that's just, I mean, he seems like, what is, who is, what is he? What is he? Who is he? What is this guy? I mean, he just, it doesn't bother him. It doesn't faze him. It's, it's as though the more there's at stake, the more he's happy, the happier he is and the more he loves it. It's just unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, no, no, it's uh, incredible. Nerves of steel, nerves of titanium, man. Like, really, like, incredible. Um, incredible. And then I remember... Gonna... Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, go, Max. Remember we uh, talked about it on the first podcast uh, of uh, the 2017-18 season when we said, we know about Maurito Accardi. Interisti know about Mauro Accardi, but now the world is going to know about that Mauro Accardi. And I mean, three goals uh, in a performance that our grandchildren are going to talk about. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but above all, I think what you said about um, this this thing about Spalletti's system, um, like you said, Mo, um, for me, I think the second goal is, is so important to talk about because he's been so severely criticized for being just a box player. Look at what he does. He does something that you expect from your captain. He does something that you expect from uh, a world-class number nine. He literally di easily dispossesses Bilia, runs away, runs runs towards goal with it, creates a counter-attack completely on his own. Bilia tries to win the ball back, fails. He passes out to Perisic, then picks up his his space in in the in in the penalty area and finishes with that ridiculously 
brilliant piece of technical skill that improvised bicycle front kick to the I mean it was it was fantastic I mean everything he's been criticized for he just disproved it that game and and he's really you can see that there is a feeling there is something between him and and, and Spalletti that he just there is something there and he's developing and taking huge strides in his development this season there's really not much to criticize him for uh, I think I think we saw this against Juventus last season where he showed glimpses of this but he perfected it against Milan uh, how about that um, I can't remember what minutes it was but that uh, that setup that uh, for uh, Eder yeah you know like the, the guys on a hat trick yeah, yeah yeah the, the back flick. The guy's on a hat trick. Um, he has a chance, you know, open play, write his name in history. But he sees that Eder is in a better position, and he just sets the ball up for him. That's again goes to, goes to what you're what you're just talking about, like playing for the team. He's not he's not a he's not a an Inzaghi by any means. He's not a, a just an Inzaghi. I mean, he's an Inzaghi and better and miles more. You know. It's his decision. Yeah, it's his decision making in, in in the penalty box that's just so incredible. It's not just that he, he that he's a natural goal scorer. He he, he never makes a, a mistake when inside of the penalty area. Exactly like you said, he always does the right thing, whether if it's a back flick or if it's a outside of the boot cross to Perisic, like against Juventus. He, he, his his decision making is is just unbelievable when he's in the in, in the penalty area and, and that's something that it's so unique but again to stress if you remember in that in the, in, when, when Icardi scored that second goal that's during a period where Inter were severely under pressure where Inter were uh, where Milan were completely dominating where Inter had nothing on the bench to to put on and the players just had to ride it out and that's when you look for your captain to, to, to help you out when, when you don't deserve it, when, to, to go score a goal in, in important matches against the run of play. And that's exactly what he did. And it's just when it comes to looking at a, you know, what do you want your number nine to do and what do you want your number nine and your captain to do, he just tick, 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 tick all those boxes. And he's only 24 years old. <laughs> it's just, I, I think it's amazing. He's, this, this, it's just, wow, what a player. What a player. And, and his development this season, nine goals in eight games. It's truly, truly remarkable. Um, uh, Max, what did you pick up uh, on? Is there anything you want to add to him that you picked up on during the game? An excellent point you made, Nima. Inter were on the ropes in the second half there. I thought for sure, well... They conceded one that was disallowed, and then Suzo scored uh, um, the tying goal, and it looked like we were going to go behind, and then all of a sudden, Mauro decides to go track back into his own half, take the ball from Bilia, lead the attack, and then finish it with the most sublime of, of finishes. I mean, like you said, well, what else do you want from your captain? But if we go back last year, almost to the date, Icardi stepping up to take a penalty against Cagliari. He misses the Curva cheers him because he's openly feuding with the Curva. Fast forward one year, he buries it into the corner to win the Derby on a hat-trick. Like, I mean, that just shows his, his growth as a person and a player. I mean, what else do you want out of your captain? Absolutely, Nemo. Yeah, yeah it's, it's truly, truly, truly remarkable. Well, let's talk about the game as a whole thing because I thought, for me, the first 45 minutes was, was pretty evenly balanced, inter in, the, in, in control, 
<clears throat> slightly. Inter were for most parts of the first half in control of that game, and it's it, it, Milan looked really uncomfortable, but still dangerous. Uh, and but then we go into the second half, and the the the, the, the substitution to bring Cutrona on. And, and move and bring Suzo down and play a straight 3-5-2 uh, with, with Suzo a little bit um, <clears throat> coming in from the right. Inter just seemed completely unable to cope with, with, with Milan. And, and that, that, that kind of verified a few fears of mine that our midfield might not be good enough in those situations when they're played against a, a team that, <clears throat> that finds their positions and find the spaces between the lines. Uh, when 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 Gagliardini, who I thought was really good uh, in in that game, uh, except for that mistake again uh, that he and Perisic did when when Souza scored, when when they're having some you know the, the slightest of trouble, the slightest of, of problems, Inter look to be completely in trouble and overrun, and that scares me. And Milan completely capitulated 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 on that, and and really hurt Inter. Uh, for 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 20 25 minutes, um, and and now we're going to talk about the preview. Uh, we're going to preview the Napoli game. That's something that scared me. Um, what, what do you say, Mo? What do you think? I think uh, I want to come up with a name for the 40th to 65th minute, uh, like snooze that the team almost always goes into. Like it needs to, we need to, we need to give that thing a name, and and we need to find a way to make these guys stop uh, that that daydream. We we are almost always shit in the last five minutes of the first half, and it takes us, I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes to get back in uh, in gear in the second half. I, I, I and I really don't know what it is, but uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the game on uh, on Sunday, I think, well, look. I, I think it's a combination of factors. I, I, I think primarily, uh, I mean, you know, we know Nagatomo's, Nagatomo's an issue on, on, on the left and his inability to cover, uh, to cover Borini was, was fundamental in, uh, in Milan coming back. But also I think we had a midfield three. We had Brozovic. Uh, and uh, João Mario both suspended, so there was nobody that could come off the bench in the midfield. Added the fact that two of the three midfielders both had critical internationals to play with, play during the international break. Vecino having to travel all the way back from uh, South America, and Borja Valero's you know stamina issues that are well documented. I I, I kind of understand. I kind of give our midfield not a pass, not a free pass on this one, but like. I, I, I can understand how and why the energy levels dropped so low and how the midfield got overrun for a while until uh, until that uh, Cancelo change and until that uh, Eder change. So, so, so yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely a concern. It's definitely a concern that, that we don't have, like you've said before, we don't have the physicality to Boston midfield. The only guy that arguably might have it is Gallardini and he, he seems to... Uh, not have the stamina for a full 90 minutes of high-impact stuff. So there, there's definitely something to be asked there. But I also think that, you know, if we look at it, look at it from, from the point of view of the Napoli game, our guys are going to have a full week's rest while Napoli, you know, as, we, as we're reporting right now, are, are playing a very important uh, Champions League game against, uh, against City. 
So, yeah. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, well, let's just get it out of the way right now, Nima. All right? <laughs> Kendra, Kendrava play, play, had a magnificent game. All right? There you go. Kendrava was excellent. I mean, he's he is Mr. Darby. You brought it up. I I I want to. I was waiting for you to do it. And um, yeah, he, he he is Mr. Derby. His his he was fantastic throughout the game. His cross for that magical cross he did against for Icardi for the first goal was. I mean, that, that's what the guy can do. And, and he was he ran himself rugged. He hit the crossbar. He was, but also he hit the crossbar from from like a centralized position and I'm going to keep saying this I, I still think that maybe he should play centralized I mean, maybe that is a position for him to play more central in, in, in more, more, more in the middle of the pitch because he um, his, 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 he causes teams problems when he's when he comes when he when he's in the middle of the pitch and, and, and although his when he gets his crosses right those world class uh, crosses that he can hurt teams, but I I really want to see him play much more centralized, um, uh, especially with the Cancelo coming in. I don't know what do you guys, um, what do you think, Max? Well, we could try it. I'm not sure if Spalletti wants to tinker with uh, what's been successful, but uh, moving him more in a more central position and maybe moving João Mario uh, on the right could work, but. Uh, I'm not sure we want to tinker uh, with what seems to be a, a successful formation right now, but I mean, I'm not against the idea at all. Um, and Kendrava also set up uh, Vecino in the second half. I still don't know how Vecino missed that chance, but yeah, give credit where credit due. Kendrava was uh, <laughs> played an integral role in, in the Derby win, and he'll get a free pass from me for for the next couple of games. Well, <laughs> um, if we talk about um you know, if we if we talk about Cancelo, because that's something I wanted to bring up. What I mean, the wing the wing backs, is, the full backs is still an issue. Like you said, Borini bossing Nagatomo, um, and and Cancelo doing a Nagatomo and stop you know just stop marking uh, Bonaventura for the two for the two two goal. Um, we knew that we, there were question marks surrounding his his defensive abilities. And those turned out into, to me, into like exclamation marks after that, after that goal. Because I think going forward, there's never been any doubt. But defensively, what are we doing here? What do we got? What do we got to work with here, Mo? Yeah, no. But uh, oh, I look at I look at it from another, like from another perspective. Like, so we we've got Ambrosio, who offers fuck all going forward, but is defensively solid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, so, so we know that we got that in the bank, and we have Cancelo, who clearly is much better on the ball and going forward than than Ambrosio is. Uh, but not only that, he already has made his big mistake. So, like, it doesn't get more exposed than this. So, if this guy is ever going to have any potential or or, or learning ability or or development in him, then it's all. It's going to be very clear, and, and we, we have the benchmark on it against which to measure already. It's that mistake. So he's, he knows this. He's going, to be, he's, going to be fully, he's going to be made fully aware of it by, by Spalletti and the, and the coaching staff. He's going to get that drilled in his mind. And, and if he makes this mistake again once or twice, then we know that this guy's shit. You know, like, it's clear. But if he doesn't, and he continues tracking you know, in similar situations going forward then we're also going to know that 
ah, not only can this guy go forward, but we've seen his de- development defensively as well. So, so there's that too. But that's a really inter- that's a really interesting point, and I'll give you the. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, uh, obviously, because he's just played one game. But I, what I mean, I just want to raise the point that I think there is a problem there. And, and, and the fullback situations, I think D'Ambrosio has, has raised his level this season. I think he's minimized those headless chicken mistakes that he usually makes. And I think that he's, he's been much more solid. And in the derby, he played like... He played with heart the way that I would have played if I was on the pitch. Run on every ball like a rabid dog. Play, you know, play, run your socks off. Play with your heart on your sleeve and, 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 and fight for the shirt. And he really did that. Um, but there is an issue we need to talk about. And that's 20-25 million euros spent on Dalbert and Nagatomo still starts. This is, okay, so eight, eight matches in. So it's too soon to make a verdict. But it's still eight matches in. And after having spent so much money, if we're in January and Dalbert is still not playing regularly, then we again, we have to talk that Inter have, have failed in their scouting, have failed to integrate yet another fullback into the squad. Because Nagatomo, uh, Borini, is not Dani Alves. He shouldn't be allowed to run riot the way he was. Again. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's not a question of his... Is, is, is commitment, it's a question of competence. And I think I've been saying that now for the past 10 years. It, what is going on? Why is it so hard for Inter? I mean, why didn't they sign Kolaro for a fraction of that money? He's, he's been like the best left back in the, in the Serie A this season. I mean, why, is it, why do Inter have such a damn hard time to, to, to fix that position? Uh, do you, I mean, Max, do you think I'm exaggerating or, 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 or what, do you, what, do you say, what do you say? No, I think you're on to something here. Um, our fullback situation is kind of the uh, Inter's ugly warts that are uh, about to get exposed. Um, this is not an elite team yet. There are some holes in it. And, I mean, the opposition, they know to attack Inter um, at its fullbacks. Not ready to rush uh, to judgment on Del Bear, it's only been eight games. Cancelo, it's only been, I think, two appearances. But, I mean, ooh, Cancelo was, opposed, uh, was exposed on the second goal there. It's 100% his fault. Um, I'm not confident in her fullbacks uh, going forward. Um, the game at Napoli scares the crap out of me for that reason and that reason alone. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. We have to figure out why in the last 10 years we cannot find a competent fullback. We have the money. We have the scouting. We're just swinging and missing way too often. And that's the only thing holding it, in my opinion, holding us back from being that elite, elite club. I could, that, you see, that's exactly my, I couldn't agree more with that point. And, and, and to me, like, because it's basically been a decade of this now. It's been Jonathan, it's been Nagatomo, it's been D'Ambrosio, it's been Cancelo, it's been Dalbert. I mean, although, like you said, let's just wait before we make it pass any judgment on those two. But it's, but it's been the, it's Dodo, it's, you know, it's, it's all these players and, and, okay, maybe, you know. Erkin. Erkin, who has a legend, Erkin, <laughs> who arrived in June and left in August. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> come on, you know. <laughs> It's just, I'm, I'm, why is that so hard? Mo, any thoughts? I think it's a difficult position to find anyway, especially the back left. I think, I think on the back right, we're pretty much covered between, you know, D'Ambrosio and Cancelo, 
uh, you know, it's it's not we don't we, we definitely we definitely don't have the best right back in the league. But you know, Roma play with Ron Jesus in the left back position, and uh, you know, and Juve had Lichtsteiner back right for for years. It's it's it, it is what it is. There, he's an adequate mediocre mediocre player, D'Ambrosio. I mean, and Cancelo can only be as mediocre if not better. So. For me, but the back left is the issue, and and I really hope that uh, because for for me at least uh, w- what I've seen from Dalbert so far is definitely as good as if not better than Nagatomo defensively. Uh, the only the only problem was that he seemed very timid and shy going forward, and that that was the problem. But he he's been already he is as good as Nagatomo defensively, and whether it's just a matter of Spalletti not wanting to uh, you know. He knows that this guy still has a mistake or two in him, and if he does make this mistake in the derby, the same mistake that Nagatomo did in the first goal and the same mistake he did in the second goal by not uh, not closing down uh, the, the cross, if, if that had been Dalbert, maybe Dalbert would have been burnt forever, and he's just slowly integrating him. I, I, I don't know, but from what I've seen from Dalbert, it can get worse than Nagatomo, for sure, at least defensively, you know, so... So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know me, I'm, 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 I'm always uh, happy to look at uh, the half full, uh, the glass half full, especially in a week like this, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you um, you mentioned the first call because that's something I wanted to talk about. Because, because as I alluded to, I think, I think now I understand why Luciano Spalletti in the beginning of the season was so obsessed with getting um, with, with getting Roberto Gagliardini into fitness because. Uh, he's been in these past few games when he's not playing Inter have a big hole in front of their defense in their midfield which he covers naturally and uh, to me if you if, if I'm to blame anyone for the for the first goal it's Perisic who fools Gagliardini by pointing that he's going to follow. So I mean, when you, when you play football, or this is this is basically it. If if you if you got when you're defending in that position and you're the player left winger who's defending there, when you point like that, that means that you need help covering this player, um, and and that means that you're going to follow him. Gagliardini basically does what Perisic is signaling to him to do, and follows him. And therefore, when Suzo tracks back, changes his position, all of a sudden Perisic gives up, and this hole is created. Um, so, so to me, that, that's something that both Gariadini and Perisic—it's a communication error between the two—and they were punished in the most severe way. Uh, and the, but, but as you said, there is a reason why Perisic feels so insecure and why he has to make a signal or po- point his arm like that. And that's because he's got Yuto Nagatomo behind him, because he knows that he will need he needs Gagliardini, Gagliardini's mother, brother, family, <laughs> anyone who can help him, because Nagatomo will not help. It's not solid defensively, so he so therefore that creates a that creates a sense of insecurity um, in in in, um, in 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 the squad, and and that's when these these misunderstandings occur. Um, but 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 to be fair, that that's what it was. It was a misunderstanding. Uh, Gagliardini, however, should have known that if when you're playing a zonal defense, you never ever you know let go of your zone, especially centrally inside uh, in the pitch. That's when goals come from. 
and uh, to me that's that's a mistake that both of them have to take on but uh, i mean if we've spoken about icardi's mentality what can we not say about gagliardini this guy a year ago at this point was making his Serie A debut with Atalanta and now he's in the now he's one of the most important if not the, the most important midfielder we have at Inter so I'm not worried about him he will learn from this mistake him and Perisic will talk it out and they will they will move forward so I'm not I'm not at the least worried about this um, but but I gotta say I, I, I Gagliardini is really turning out to be one of such an integral part of this Inter team and and I thought that he was I saw the Gazetta uh, ratings and I thought that was really unfair. I didn't think he was the worst player. I really didn't think he was Inter's worst player, and I didn't think he was worth the five and a half. I think he was a six, six and a half for me. Uh, I thought he was really, really good um, in, in the derby. He made one mistake and was horribly punished for it. But I, I mean, one mistake—that—that's that, ten seconds out of ninety minutes. It, it, I don't know. Well, what do you guys think? This has taken a somber turn. We have 22 points from the first eight games here. We just beat our rivals in the derby. Let's go here, boys. If you want to talk about somber, let's talk about Milan. They just spent 175 million pounds. They borrowed at an exorbitant interest rate. We're 12 points ahead of them. If they don't make the Champions League, they're in deep, deep, deep trouble. It's it's almost playing out for the worst-case scenario for Milan. I mean... They're in I'm, big trouble. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of uh, Fassone's Inter uh, under Materazzi, right? Like, it's the same sort of uh, vibe. Oh, we trust him, we trust him, we trust him, and suddenly the stadium's losing faith with Montella, and, you know, one, one uh, keeping faith uh, press release in a couple of weeks' time, and then the next morning you'll find Montella away. Uh, that's, that's, I, uh, that's how I, I feel. I gotta yeah. say, I, I gotta say, I mean, if 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 uh, Mauro, Mauro Riccardi was Inter's best player, but if you ask me who Inter's second best player was, I would say Leonardo Bonucci. What the <laughs> hell was he doing? I mean, I mean, uh, if, if, to me, he was right up there with Riccardi, competing for the best Inter's best player. That kind of defending is something I'd expect from a 17-year-old who's never played competitive football before. For the first goal. He's, anyone who, like, this is like coaching 101. This is defending 101. You, 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 you have to close down the, the deep, dangerous area. What does he do? He waits and waits and waits and waits. And Icardi manages to cross over him and, and scores the goal. For the second goal, I was watching a rerun from BT Sports on YouTube. And the commentator, whose name eludes me now, said that George Graham, the, the, the classic defensive maestro uh, coach of Arsenal's had told him space never scores, scores goals players do Borucci's guarding the space while Icardi who's already scored once is, is free in the penalty area I mean what you know we can blame Montella and I personally don't think that Montella is defensively a very good coach and I have had my question marks for him ever even back then when people were, were praising him to the sky at, at, at Fiorentina um, but this you know I've always thought, uh, and I was, I, I, I've talked to Carlo Garganese of Goal, we were talking about this last summer when he was so, he was thinking that, you know, the signing of the season, he told me, he thought, like everyone else, they thought this Bonucci was the signing of the season, and I said, I'm skeptical, I, I can see this flopping, and the reason for the, this is, if you look at Bonucci's career, all throughout his career, he's always reminded me of the Italian version of Lucio. Remember him when he used to go gallivanting up ahead, like a like a I don't know, like a runaway train. When he did those things in 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 Juve, he had a 
a, a, a brilliant defensive brain such as Barzali and a, and, a, and a Chiellini to cover up behind him. Here he's been signed to Milan to be Milan's Barzali and instead he's being the Bonucci he's always been because his strength is to like almost like a quarterback in the NFL, you know, keep the ball at his feet, feet and direct play. But his positioning has never been his strength. And talk about being exposed for your weaknesses, man. Every week, week in, week out, Bonucci's being dragged up and down and he's being shown to be like to, to be a central defender that right now barely is he's worse defensively than Ranocchia. And that's I'm not exaggerating. This isn't hyperbole. That's my god honest truth. And and that's He's that's been a massive bust, yeah. Yeah, so so I don't know. I, to me, that, to me, he's. I mean, and I don't see this changing anytime it's, soon. What it's, do you say? it's but you have to blame Montella for this. I mean, I don't know what you think, Max. Why do you blame um, Montella? Why do you blame yeah. Montella for this? I I don't know. He, he's got. You said it. He played in a certain system uh, at Juve that that catered to his strengths and. You you either create that system for him or you coach him otherwise. But you can't just do the same thing over and over and over and over and expect him to work out his own problems by himself. Like, I, like, I, I, I there's a manager. There's a manager for a reason. The, the, the reason that the manager you. for a team is to find find these problems and fix them. I, I'm, I'm if he is benching Bonucci, then he benches Bonucci. It's it's on Montel. I don't know. I, I'm with you, but I think that if you look at the goals that he's that, that Milan conceded against Inter, that's not a coaching problem. That's a Bonucci problem. You don't need to have a special coaching to know that you don't. You take deep. You cover the deep area so that the only way for for Candreva to 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 cross his ball past uh, Bonucci is to put it above him. That that's like that's that's one on one defending for the second goal. What he's 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 guarding the you know the invisible man there. Why is he why is he marking the invisible man? He should be marking the the the, the player. I mean these 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 are in my opinion not Montella. These two, and it's been stuff like that all season. To me, that's not Montella issues. To me, that's that's Bonucci issues. And to me, it also tells me that I don't think that Montella wanted. I mean, if you look at his career when he had, when he coached Roma, when he coached Catania. At Catania, he had Lodi. At Fiorentina, he had Pizarro, Borja Valero. I'm not entirely convinced that Bonucci and Bilia were players that he necessarily asked for I think these were players he was given and that to me sends a signal that Montella was, is, is living on borrowed time to say the least what do you, what do you guys think Max? Yeah that wouldn't surprise me that wouldn't surprise me at all um, like I said if Milan were 10 points ahead of him after 8 games if uh, they fail to make the Champions League and they're not unable to use the revenue that they're they're banking on making the champions. Like they're banking on using the revenue to pay the high interest that their wishy-washy owner borrowed money to buy the team. Like I mean, the doomsday the doomsday scenario is in play here for Milan. Um, and 
And you know what? I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm happy about it, but after the Milanisti on Twitter, after they won the summer Scudetto and they were insufferable, <laughs> it looks good on them. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like these apples? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with, <laughs> Anywho, I'm, I'm, sorry. I just had to get that out. <laughs> it's the cop syrup, all right? <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. I love that. Uh, there's no, there's a saying in, in, in Swedish that goes, the, the only true joy is the joy of gloating. And <laughs> that sets the only true joy in. And God, my God, he sure proved that. Um, <laughs> right. Um, let's, um, I mean, I think it's pointless to um, to even ask uh, who, who who you guys think uh, won the, um, uh, that, that Semprinta readers voted to be the man of the match, because he was without a shadow of a doubt, it's Maro Icardi, and in, in a ridiculous um, big margin as well. Um, what I will ask you, however, is 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 to say um, who you guys think were were the who you guys think came in second. Mo, I would say Candreva uh, probably. No, he came fourth. Um, uh, Max. Well, I was going to say Kendrava too. I'll go with Skriniar. It was actually Samir Handanovic uh, who uh, got <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he got he got five and a half percent, but whopping eighty four percent Mauro Icardi, and and that's the biggest margin we've ever had since we started doing these um, these uh, these man of the match votes. And and to be fair, if you score a hat trick in the Derby della Madonnina, you know if you become the second Argentinian to ever have done that. Through through history, then then, uh, <laughs> then then you deserve to be the man of the match, and he he sure was man of the match. Right, <clears throat> is there uh, before any final thoughts on the derby before we focus on more important tasks at hand, Mo? Uh, yeah, no, I think I think we've covered pretty much everything. Uh, I just I want to say that I really love Spalletti. Um, like uh, I'm enamored by his press conferences. I'm enamored by his uh, his demeanor, the way he answers his philosophical answers to the questions. I love the way he reacts to goals scored. I love the way he reacts after the final whistle. I love his post match interviews. He's just such a cool cat, and I'm uh, you know very happy to, uh, to have him as, as coach at the moment. That's that's interesting because I, I got to tell you that the, the, I agree with you. I think he's uh, I think Spalletti's influence and the change he's brought in, and the the the, the personality he is. He, we've, I mean, I've said it. I think we've spoken about this a couple of times that he has a way with coaching young players that no other coach that we've had in in the past decade since Leonardo uh, and Mourinho have been able to do. He he. He he gets these players, these young players and these old players to to to, to work together in a way that none other that we, Mancini definitely did it and Mazzari most certainly didn't. Um, so um, and not even Stramaccioni, who's supposedly very good with young players, had this feeling with the young players and and the older players. And that's that's really impressive. I'm really 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 impressed by that. Um, what about you, What about you, Max? Have you got any final thoughts? I just agree with you guys wholeheartedly. Um, it was almost the best case scenario uh, for the derby there. Like you said, that 15-minute spell was 
a little bit dispiriting, but I mean, those are our city rivals. They were always going to punch back. So, so far, so good under Spalletti. Right. Um, let's see if it continues because uh, we do play against um, Napoli, and in my opinion, the team, the, the the team that is arguably in the best form in Europe right now in terms of league performances. Um, and who also, in my opinion, plays the best football in Europe as well, namely away at the Stadio San Paolo in Naples against Maurizio Sarri's Napoli in a packed stadium, which is hostile to say the least, <clears throat> which has a sound barrier that that is just unbelievable. Um, this this is it, you know. Uh, so far, whenever people have been talking about Scudetto, I've been saying that it's too soon and it's even ridiculous to talk about it. <clears throat> but I'll tell you all this: if Inter beat Napoli away this Saturday, then yes, then we can start talking about the Scudetto. Because if you beat Roma and Napoli away, Napoli, in my opinion, is the most difficult uh, fixture you have in the Serie A right now. And if you manage to beat them and cause them their first defeat, then there's no issue. You are a Scudetto candidate. No doubt about it. Um, what, do you th- what do you guys think to that? Matt Moe, you agree? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't like the stock of Scudetto. I, I don't like it. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous too. Uh, and that's why I like yeah. waving no, I, it away. But, <laughs> but if you beat Napoli away, man, like then, then, then... Come on! Not in not in not in my books. Not in my books. Okay. You, you can't you can't talk, you can't say that the team that finished uh, seventh or eighth last year are Scudetto, Scudetto contenders, regardless of what opposition they beat in, just in the tenth game or, or the ninth game of the season. You know, uh, it's it's a long long season, and our implosion window is still far away. We implode, you know, Christmas ish, New Year's ish time. You know, so. So we we still we still have that you know that big elephant in the room or in the season to to to, to deal with. So I'm, I honestly couldn't care less about the result against Napoli. I just want to see a solid performance. A loss wouldn't wouldn't hurt me if it's a a one nil or two one or as long as it's a spirited uh, hold your own performance. What, what, what I care about more is the reaction uh, against uh, Sampdoria, regardless of what, what the result against Napoli is. If it's a draw, if it's a win, an unlikely win by Inter, or if it's a loss, what I care about is, because, I mean, last year it was all about that, right? We, we never reacted well. We, re- we always reacted poorly. So I, I, I'd like to see that, you know. I'd like to see how we react on, uh, against Sampdoria midweek. Hmm. Well, let's, let's I'm going to take the opposite stance on that. Yeah, go, Max, go. If we beat Napoli at the Stadio San Paolo, which has been a house of horrors for Inter, never mind about being Scudetto contenders. We're the front runners, the favorites. That's going to be a tall task, though. I know what Mo's saying. I know exactly what Mo's saying. And I, and I agree with this point. But at some point, we're going to have to face the fact that if we do indeed beat Napoli, and that's a big ask, I understand that, but if we do beat them, we're in first place. Yeah, we're Scudetto contenders, and at that point, we have to embrace it. We can't be scared of it. If we're going to make that next step to the elite team, we have to embrace the expectations. 
See, I agree with that. That's exactly what I wanted to. What I wanted. That's. I agree with that one hundred percent. And you see, the reason why I say this is because we're inter. At some point, sure, we are. We, all of what you said, Mo, is true. Our window, our implosion, the the inter mental breakdown part of the season is in January. We we all know this. Um, but if Inter managed to beat uh, Napoli, then you have already have man- beaten Milan, Roma, Napoli, Roma and Napoli away, Fiorentina at home. Then, then you're 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 a quarter into the season already, nine nine games in, nine out of you know you're you're 25 percent into the season, and you're top of the league, and you've beaten. You've had sure an easy run, but you've also had three, four really difficult games, and you've managed to take all the points there. Then I think exactly like my, uh, like like uh, Max says, we should embrace it. We should embrace this um, completely uh, because I think we are Inter. We're a big club, and in order for us to take that, you know, to to build that mentality that we've had at this club before. We have to be able to embrace the fact that we're front runners and, and so on. I'll tell you what, if I may, just sorry to interject again, but I, I, I think that there's, there's a certain trajectory that this club, the project is moving on. And there is no doubting the mental fragility of the players at the moment. I feel that if we start labeling them as Scudetto contenders again, it's just adding this undue pressure on these guys. It makes them see... Like, we're all enjoying the banter, we're all, we're all enjoying, you know, Perisic's Instagram posts, and the guys are joking together, and it's super fun. I, I'm afraid that if, you know, if, it, if this is a thing every week, and, like, guys, are you going to win the Scudetto? Are you Scudetto contenders? Did the performance merit of Scudetto? Blah, 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 blah. Then it might knock, like, maybe, maybe they're, they're not just there yet, mentally. Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe Spalletti has has trained them. You know, has, will have by that time given them the, the sufficient mental grit. But I'm afraid that in case that they won't, then should we lose to Juve, you know, or or should we lose go on a, a, a run of like three draws or something, then that is going to trigger the the, the, the mental collapse. That's that's my that's my worry. I, I know we're a big big team, but we all we like. We all said we take third place, no doubt this year. Like no doubt we take third place. Why is that suddenly not good enough? Oh, it's good enough. It's definitely good enough. I'm just saying that, you know, we we have our minimum goals, but I do think that if you're 25% of your season is gone and you're leading it and you still haven't lost and you've beaten, you know, the only difficult big teams left are Lazio and Juventus. If you've beaten everyone else, then I don't think you should run from it and hide from it. I think you should embrace what's, it. What's, what's the upside of embracing it? Or, or uh, you know, like, th- there is no upside because it doesn't matter what, what your label is as contender or not. There, there's, there's, no, there's no advantage in saying that we are the contenders. There's only potential disappointment. But should you, should you not accept the label? And should you say, no, we're playing for whatever, the season's still long, guys, we're just focusing on the next game, we're taking it match by match, all we want to do is pick up the three points against the next game? Then your your results won't matter. Like your results will still be your results, but at least that label, that the the potential, uh, I don't know, the potential nervousness and, and expectation and, and pressure that comes from that label will, will 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 not apply. That's that's my that's my only concern. Like what 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 
what plus does it give? What bonus does it give to say that we're the... We're the I don't know. The, I don't know if it gives us any... Um, it gives us a boost. That, I mean, leading the league is a boost. But above all, I don't really care what they tell the media. What I'm more important... What to me... Because to me, what's more important is how... To, to you, you know, to quote you, the coach is there for a reason. I want to see how Spalletti handles this. Um, if he can handle it, if he can, if he can build on and, and kind of see what kind of mental strength he builds around this, you know, can he create that? Because right now it's been harmony, and he's been very good at bringing that in. He's been very good at, at getting the players to move in one direction, to, to change the mentality of the team, etc., etc. What we're doing now is if we if we beat Napoli. Then, then, then Inter are the, you know, Inter are one of the favorites for the Scudetto. Now, whether or not, as I said, I still don't think the season is 38 games long. It's, it's, it's. I still don't think that um, Inter will win the Scudetto. It's, it's Napoli and Juventus for me uh, still. But I, I would rather see us to, 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 to kind of at least fight for it and be within a, a, a shooting distance of it, and not, and not being quite there yet. And, and being comfortable with being within shooting distance mentally uh, of, of, of the Scudetto than, than, than just scare, being scared and say, no, 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 we're, we're just a top three team, we just want a top three team because, you know, mentally at least, I want this team to, to, to be prepared to, to take that, to, 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 to handle this kind of pressure. Um, that's, that, that's my point. No, that's right. At some point, we have to shed this inferiority complex if we're going to win a, uh, a Scudetto. I understand that our uh, psyche is fragile. I mean, we're inter, of course, obviously, <laughs> so um, we all know what that means. But uh, if we put it this way, if we beat Napoli um, this weekend, all the papers are going to anoint us as the Scudetto frontrunner, and we have no say in the matter. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's very mm-hmm. true. And that, gonna uh, yeah, it's going to happen. Right, let's speak more about the game itself. And i got to tell you guys that, um, as I was saying, the reason, like what I was talking about, the Gagliardini and, and, and Borca Valero and Vecino midfield, because uh, Brozovic is out, <clears throat> and uh, João Mario's got tonsillitis, so he's um, he's he, he'll probably be he probably won't be fully recovered until then. And then I wanted to ask you guys because because I, I haven't had time today to research this. I'm hearing something about Miranda being suspended and Ranocchia playing on on Saturday, which is which scares the shit out of me. Like that his third yellow card means he's automatically suspended. Do you guys know this? Like or, or is this just some sort of internet rule? No, I think no. yeah, I think it's internet rule. I think it's uh, five cards. No? Yeah, because it's Premier League. That's three, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> no. Um, um, no. But the thing is, for me, it's like we, we we need Miranda this weekend because since we're so outnumbered in midfield, and and this is again, this is a big test for me if, to see where this Inter is because we need to have the perfect performance. We know that we're, you know, defensively D'Ambrosio is solid. He's shown that, and I think that if he, he should be, con- you know, together with Kandreva, they should be able to shut that, that wing down. But Nagatomo, if he should, if he should play, uh, I mean, if, like you said, Dalbert maybe he's not be there yet, but then he'll definitely not be there against Napoli away, the most difficult Serie A fixture on, on the calendar. So it's going to be Nagatomo and Perisic. 
Inter need to make a, fant a faultless performance. Inter need to give a, a perfect performance. We cannot do... I mean, if Milan hurt us the way they did when our midfield is, has miscommunications, what on God's green earth was, will those three up front to get backed up by Hala, Alan, Jorginho and Hamsik do? They will rip us a new one. And that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. That th there are holes in Inter's game. And I... I see Napoli completely coming and ripping into a part and, and really putting, a, putting their stamp saying, this Scudetto is ours. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you think, uh, Max? Is that what you expect? I'm leaning towards uh, your opinion, absolutely. Um, I know we spent the last 10 minutes talking about uh, whether we're Scudetto contenders or not if we win, but, I mean, like we said, it's a big ask. That midfield is scary. Um, like you said, our fullback situation isn't ideal. If Ranocchia is indeed playing for Miranda, and we have Miranda and Ranocchia <laughs> away at Stadio San Paolo, just forget about it. We shouldn't even bother going. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it could get ugly. But like I said, and Mo alluded to this earlier, if we can if we can play them tough, even if we still come up, come away with the defeat, uh, I mean, we can still hang our heads high. But this is going to be our oh, well. Thanks, Captain Obvious. This is going to be our biggest test to date. But um, I don't know. We have Mauro Cardi. And when you have a Cardi firing on all cylinders in the form he's currently at, I mean, you can win any game. Well, what, what do you think? Uh, are you scared going into this game, Mo? Because I am scared. This is the game that I've been fearing since the season began. Because this damn Sari, this Sari football and the way they play, the ball looks like it's on a string between them. Have you seen that? Did you see it? You yeah. see? It's the way the ball flows between them. The way that midfield and the wingers cut in and then the fullbacks come. It's, it's like be, you, you feel like you're under siege almost. And, and I, I don't yeah. I, I, they scare me. They scare me. They scare me so much. What do you think? I, I, I'm not scared at all going into this. I just don't have high expectations, that's all. Like, uh, I, 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 I don't think they're going to run riots. I think we're going we're gonna to adequately be able to not let them, you know, demolish us. But at the same time, I, don't, I, cer I certainly don't expect to win. Like, and uh, you know me, I never, I never predict uh, Inter not winning, but this time I just, I don't, I don't, I can't see Inter winning. So it doesn't, doesn't scare me in the sense that, you know, I'm scared of us losing. Uh, we're going to lose probably, I know. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not scared. It is what it is. I'm, I'm scared of Sampdoria. I, I, Again, I just looked. That's what I'm scared. I, I, well, speaking of Sampdoria, uh, in the Serie A, it's um, after four yellow cards, you're suspended. So João Miranda will play against Napoli, unless injured, of course. But he's not suspended. Uh, we don't have any um, any suspended players, uh, so we could actually be going into um, we should, we could actually be going into uh, the Sampdoria game without. Uh, without Miranda, but that's a totally different ball. Uh, sorry. Yeah, without Miranda. Yeah, without yeah. Miranda. Yeah. So, so no, we, 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 So, so Max, we. There is a point in going to Naples. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of think we're playing with house money too, just because of the um, the start that Inter are uh, off to. I mean, even if we do fall, um, we have Sampdoria, Verona, Torino, Atalanta, Cagliari, and Chievo. Before Juventus, 
I mean, we could run the run the table again in this so, six games easily. So I think we're still in good shape. I just don't think we should get too high or too low depending on the Napoli result. That's true. That's true too. I agree. I agree completely. I, I yeah, totally agree. hundred percent. It's the performance that matters. It is. It is. I agree one hundred percent, and that's what I want to see. I, I want to see Inter give a perfect performance. Uh, against Napoli because I think that if Inter what it would do for these players I mean we're talking about changing mentality when we're talking about Scudetto contenders or not I mean how much wouldn't that change the mentality or help to change the mentality and build the mental strength inherent mental strength if these players can go to to the team that's playing the best football in Europe in terms of you know the most beautiful football at least and 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 a team that has won as that that has just gone eight and zero and go there and get a result or or at least give a performance that they can be proud of that 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 would just that, that's so important uh, for, for for Inter and and to me that 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 that, that would that, that would just be the that, that's exactly what Inter need and and talk about you know it's it's also the fact that we're playing Napoli this early on in the season too i mean when you play Napoli mid season 13 15 16 games th- that's a different thing this is this is when the, the you know this is a real test because now as Marcello Lippi so famously once said the serie a really begins from day 9 and onwards and talk about having your work cut out for you i mean Napoli play beautiful football uh, in, in in the city uh, at least uh, they're they're have they're they're not having such a great night right now against Manchester City, <clears throat> but um, but 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 Nima, yeah, would you would you if Joao Mario makes it back, would you start him or would you start the same three as Milan? If he makes it, which I don't think he will, because Tom, you know, he's probably on antibiotics and probably can't train at all. But if he does make well, they, it. They, Spalletti gave them two days off, right? So he, he, he can conceivably make it to training, I think, tomorrow it would be. Not, uh, not the day after, but yeah. But if you got tonsillitis, isn't that like a seven-day cure? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't see him training. I, I don't know, man. Like, I got my tonsils removed and I was like two or something. So <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I, 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 I had my tonsils removed, but still I get the fucking thing. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's, I'm a medical miracle. That's what the doctor said. He's never seen anything <laughs> like it. He said, <laughs> he said, your tonsils are gone, but the bacteria are, 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 are there where the tonsils used to be, and I've never seen anything like this. You have tonsillitis, but you have no tonsils. <laughs> and I'm, Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. No, I, I'm used to it, dude. I'm, I, I, was just, I looked at him and said, it's okay, I'm used to it. <laughs> So no no um, uh, so yeah no no I don't know I mean if he's if he's fit if he's if he's yeah. able to train this week I I think that this is a game where I definitely want Joao Mario to play I want to play uh, I want to play uh, Vecino uh, Borja Valero and Joao Mario this this game uh, oh, no sorry I mean I would play Gagliardini uh, and uh, Borja Valero and Joao Mario this game because Joao Mario has is is so comfortable with the ball at his feet and he can hold up the ball and, and give the team that breathing space without and he can also do that at high speed and he's got good technique and and whereas when Borja Valero for example gets tired which he does because uh, when the pace is high uh, he, he he gets quick you know we saw against Milan he was the poor guy was exhausted in the 80th minute um, when it's played at that high intensity which I think it will be played 
um, th then I want someone like João Mario. If not from the start, then at least on the bench to be able to to give those guys to give João Mario to to give uh, Borja Valero that 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 break because Vecino because we will need four midfielders like we will utilize four midfielders on Saturday. There's no doubt about that because if I I, I mean Spalletti hasn't isn't the kind of Mourinho coach that will want to destroy the tempo of the game and, and bring it down. I think Spalletti is going there to play. And maybe not openly, because I think he'll defend, because Inter don't concede that many goals. We're actually the, the team that concedes the fewest goals. But but he will still want to go there and play. And and that means that there, it, it will be a high intensity, especially in midfield. But as, as far as starting goes, well, tell you this, tell you this. Gagliardini, Borja Valero, Jean Mario on the right, uh, which we start, which he played against Benevento, and Candreva in the in the centre of midfield. Have them to interchange between themselves, like Jean Mario and Candreva. Okay. That, that's how I would start. Okay. W okay. What about you? So no Vecino. No Vecino. No, no. I think Vecino. Uh, I like Vecino. But he, he he's the guy who who. Who had the most in his tank in the second half against Milan? Well, like Gagliardini and Borja Valero were were spent. Well, but then, he, he kept on going. I know, but then that's even you know that's why I want to bring. But, but the thing is, I'm thinking tactically here, and Gagliardini has to play. Otherwise, we're exposed uh, in front of defense, and I don't want that against Napoli. Not with those three. Yeah. Not with those three gallivanting around and running eights around our center halves. Um, we need someone to protect the center, our center halves, and, and Gagliardini is, is is the guy. So that's one place gone. Then you have then you have Borja Valero next to him, and he's the brain. He's the regista. He has to play. Uh, yeah. Without him, indispensable. Indispensable. So that's two. Yep. And and then you have the third option. And I'm thinking, well, João Mario, if he's fit to play on the right wing, he play he did really well against there against Benevento, which is something we've all talked about um, that we wanted to see. He did really well there. And Candreva has been, you know, if, he, if he's the Candreva we saw in the derby who runs himself into oblivion and, and, and is, is, you know, I would like to see that interchange between them and kind of that way maybe centralize our midfield and, and our defense in terms of how we defend as a, as a unit and that way shut the Napoli down. That, that's how I would see. And, the, and then when Borca Valero gets tired, then bring on Vecino. Because Vecino, he can go on for hours. He's the energizer bunny. I mean, he... I don't know where that guy's energy levels come from. He just never gets tired. <laughs> I don't know how many cups of coffee a day he has. He just never gets tired. And and you saw that in the derby. I mean, everyone was exhausted. Milan players were exhausted. Everyone was exhausted except for Vecino, who looked like he could have gone for another 20, 30, 40 minutes. So, so I, I would like to have that capital on the bench. What do you? What about you guys? How how would you do it, Mo? I I, I don't know. I, I think I I'd start with the same three uh, as in the derby. I'd keep uh, João Mario as the uh, because he always does better coming off the bench. I, I think uh, he's more often than not disappointed when he's had the full uh, full match to play uh, to play from the beginning. I definitely have a. I, 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 I think that Vecino naturally finds himself uh, more comfortably in the opponent's final third. Uh, you know, he's he, he missed those uh, those two chances two, two chances um, in the derby. So he, he's much more of an attacking threat than either than Gallardini will ever be, and and, and 
and he's much more comfortable playing there than uh, Borja Valero is. So I start I start with that same module. They give the three of them probably give us the most defensive solidity as well. So that's that's an added bonus. Uh, and then keep uh, João Mario as a you know like you said uh, if any one of the three is pent in the second half, put him in uh, put him in the second half uh, for that extra burst of energy. Hmm. That's that's how I play it. What about you, Max? I don't like playing Vecino and Gallardini together um, in the same midfield. So, I mean, it makes sense to have Vecino come off the bench. But uh, if Jean Mario is coming off tonsillitis, then, I mean, he's the favorite to come off the bench if he's fit at all. So, Yeah, yeah. Um, what about if we predict uh, predictions, prediction time? Uh, Max, what do you say? I'm going with the prediction. I'm... I'm gonna. It's from my my heart, not my head. I mean, we're gonna lose, but I don't want to predict them to lose. I'm gonna go with a two-two draw, and I have about three percent confidence in uh, this prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hear that, guys? So don't don't put your mortgage on this bet. <laughs> okay, so who do you think is gonna score? Uh, I think Icardi and Perisic are gonna score a goal apiece. And for the the and for Napoli, I don't even care. I could care less. <laughs> okay. Um, what about you, Mo? I uh, I keep on I keep on feeling uh, it's uh, it's going to be two one for Napoli. I said I said two two yesterday, and and I'm I know for a fact that Marek Hamšík is going to score because he always does against Inter. So Marek Hamšík is definitely going to score. And then I think it's going to be Insignia. Uh, and I think uh, Perisic and Icardi will score. So I think 2-2. That, 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 that's what I was... That's what I was asked this yesterday on Twitter, and that's what I tweeted out. Uh, who do you think will score then? I think I, I, I can almost see Cajon snapping a shot from uh, outside the, the penalty box across uh, Handanovic and Handanovic staring at the ball like a deer in headlights. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one goal, and then and then maybe maybe a sneaky uh, a sneaky Insigne or a Mertens uh, scramble inside the box, and then for Inter I I, I don't know it's probably, definitely not going to be Icardi I think they're going to be paying too much attention to him for him to be able to uh, so close to his performance, so it'll probably be uh, I don't know let's say um, Vecino to atone for his uh, unmissable miss. Okay. okay, fair enough. Well, you heard it. Um, now, uh, let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute as well as rip the piss out of something, someone in the world of football, starting with the Frog of the Week, with the king, the, re- the comeback for the ki- king of the frogs, Mr. Max DeLuca. All right, guys. The Frog of the Week is the... Adult Real Madrid supporter who dressed up as Cristiano Ronaldo and tried to get on the field during the Getafe Real Madrid game on the weekend. <laughs> he, dr- he dressed from head to toe. I posted the, the pictures on Twitter down to his exact number, down to the same hairstyle <laughs> to try and get on the pitch and meet Cristiano Ronaldo. I understand if this is an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old kid who dresses up as his idol for Halloween. 
Uh, that's normal. But for a grown-ass man to dress up like his Cristiano Ronaldo and actually go onto the field during a live game to meet his hero is just way too much for me. Way too much. So that lunatic is uh, the frog of the week. <laughs> I, I missed that. I had completely missed that. That's genius. <laughs> oh yeah, it really God. happened. It, it indeed did. Welcome back, Max. Yeah, exactly. Like, welcome back, Max. Never, never fail to deliver. (laughs) Right. Uh, On that that laughing tone, let's move to uh, something more uh, positive uh, that might not be as funny. Uh, This week's Morati with Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Oh my god, he is beautiful! He is beautiful, yeah! Yeah, I, uh, I mean, like, uh, like man of the match, like uh, hero of the, of the moment, like whatever, like whatever plot that you want to label, put on this guy, I mean, it's, a not, it's not, not a very creative choice, but my goodness. Mauri Cardi, can there be a better Marathi ever, like more appropriate uh, Marathi of the week than uh, this guy this week? Uh, we, there's nothing that we haven't said already about him, so it's it's quite self-explanatory. But uh, there's, I, I don't think there's ever been someone who as as clearly um, deserving of any, you know, any um, compliment, title, credential, whatever that you want to give, than uh, Maurito has been this week. What I'd also like to add, like. Another thing that gave me a lot of joy was seeing the the Inter Forever guys in the stadium, uh, whether it's Cambiasso, Milito, and Zanetti, or uh, Zamorano, the guys like really impassioned and celebrating. That was also very, very nice to see. So that they they have to get a shout out. And but, Lothar Mateus uh, on Twitter, dude, like seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's unbelievable yeah, he's, on Twitter. I mean, I mean, it's like that guy is walking around doing more positive PR for Inter than Inter's entire PR team. Like, it's just ridiculous. He just constantly talks about Inter in a positive light and how much he misses the club and how, how much he loves Inter. And every single game, he before the game, he tweets his, what he thinks is going to be and Forza Inter. After the game, it's Forza Inter. I mean, it's, and he's been doing it for a good while now. It's just... Yeah. I, I, I'm, and, and he's a childhood hero of mine, so I get a little bit yeah. emotional when we talk about Matthias. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's the Inter forever. And to see Cambiasso, like, I mean, that, that was my favorite player of the treble team. That was my favorite player of the entire Moratti era because his footballing IQ, he, he, he's the most, I mean, it's like Mourinho said, playing with Cambiasso is like playing with a coach on the pitch. I mean, he's, and, and his, his commitment to the cause and, and the fact that he wasn't treated that nice by Tohir and, and you know, the, when the way he left, he had a few more years, you know, I don't know, I, I, and the way he's handled himself, always talking about, you know, saying he never left Inter, he's always Inter, you know, he's, he's got black and blue skin and, I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I just love the guy. I, I want to, you know what, all this talk about Simeone, Tell you what, send Cambiasso away now that he's doing his coaching. Let him let him coach for a year or two somewhere, and then and then bring him in because this guy is he's he is Inter, and and I I just can't wait to see him that day when he's on Inter's bench as a coach. Here, here, well said. Indeed. Uh, yeah. 
Right, <clears throat> let's move on to the slightly more negative part of the show, uh, which I'll be presenting this week's Moji, which I'll be presenting myself. Uh, this week's moji is to the collectively the people, the so-called interfans on social media, with be Twitter and Facebook, that have been busting balls for the past six months about how Inter is shit, Sunin is broke, uh, we're gonna be relegated, this and that. Milan are spending 100 million, look at Juventus, look at Napoli, look at this, look at that, look at everyone and their grandmother, and Inter is shit, Suning are broke, and it's been repetitive like this for the past six, seven months. How do you like them apples now? <laughs> you know, football, admit that you're wrong, admit that the, the, the Serie A and, and football isn't won during the transfer window, you have to have a, first of all, you have to have a good coach, you have to have an organization, you have to have an organization that backs that coach, you have to have everything in place, and then based on that, you bring in players and to fit your system and move forward. That's what Inter have been doing under Suning this past summer, and this is what we're seeing bear fruition now. And to, you know, the, the, the past, I mean, you guys, anyone who's on Twitter and, and any social media can attest to this, this constant nagging and moaning, and it's like, you know, you mow, you say you're a glass half full kind of guy, and I, you know, and I play the class, glass half empty kind of guy, but with these people, it's been just constantly, the glass, we, we can't even afford the glass to have the water in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been so, it's just been so frustrating to listen to. So, well, who are these guys? I don't, I don't see these guys on my Twitter. Oh my God! Oh, they exist. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, they do. They do. I, I don't want to ruin because you're, you're the happy idealist. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin yeah, just, that. I, I, I don't listen to garbage talk, man. There's uh, enough garbage in life. Like I don't. I don't want to. Uh, absolutely, yeah, no. absolutely, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's just that when you see it over and over repetitively, and you hear, yeah. you see these things all over social media, and and it, and, and it got to the point where actually several media outlets, it's it, like so-called neutral outlets, both in Italy and abroad in the summer, were addressing this issue of the, the sheer amount of negativity, the tower of shit that was being spewed on social media. This was being addressed. And to me, that, that you know, it's, it's one thing to criticize, but as I said to everyone who confronted me about it during the summer, I said... You cannot allow Milan's transfer policy to dictate your own transfer policy. You have to have your own policy. You have to have your own idea where you want to go, uh, which route you want to take, bring in the right guys uh, surrounding the team, and then sign players. And, and that's what Inter have done. And I think that credit where credit is due. Inter are more solvent than they've ever been before. Marketing-wise, they're better than they've ever been before. Their presence on social media is second to none. Um, the, the players they bought in, Milan Skriniar, every single one is, except for maybe Dalbert and, or as we said, the jury's still out on him and, and, and uh, Joao Cancelo, everyone has been, a, has been a hit. I mean, Borja Valero's been a hit. Vecino's been decent. You know, every single one has been, has been, has been good. Uh, and, and you have Sabatini. All these guys that have been so severely criticized, they've just shut the fuck up and done their work and they've done it so damn well. 
So to all you naggers and haters and whiners out there, admit you were wrong, be a man, and next time, think before you speak. Right, uh, that was all we had time for this week. Uh, I'd like to thank Ma- Max. It was great having you on again. Uh, you, we've missed you. We've missed you. Uh, and and the, the frogs you deliver are... <laughs> they, they, they never feel the disappoint. They never disappoint. They never disappoint. <laughs> Thanks. The feeling's mutual, guys. Good to be back. for ragazzi. <laughs> and Mo, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you, my Egyptian brother. And you know what? As an Iranian to an Egyptian, I'll see you in Russia next year. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> and we'll be also recording. And until next week, uh, actually this Sunday we'll be recording as Inter are playing uh, Sampdoria this Tuesday. Uh, we'll be recording the pod on Sunday and uh, releasing as soon as possible. So uh, until Sunday and next time, se forza Inter, sempre e solo. Forza Inter. <laughs> Oh